Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. All right. Welcome aboard WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. See, Joe, there's an advantage to having the mics turned off most of the time. Yes, there is. <laughs> All right. Well, we invite everybody to participate in our frivolity. I'm going to say something else. <laughs> okay. We like to invite everybody to precipitate. Well, that's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> okay. All right. I have no idea. All right. Well, welcome on board. Uh, this is WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. Uh, Mr. Kevin Hur is our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. He's ready with appropriate bumper music. He has a, an excerpt of the remarks of Joe Biden yesterday. As he's, he's trying to start a catchphrase. He's using Donald Trump's things. If you label people yes, sufficiently, he's calling them mega or yeah, mega maga or ultra mega. Ultra mega. And then, of course, he misidentified where a United States senator was from, Rick Scott. He said he was from Wisconsin or somewhere. Oh, my God. Come on. I mean, Joe needs his handlers desperately. I mean, these people, they're letting him wander around, shaking hands with invisible people. (laughs) All right. I I remember that. Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. So uh, that's what we we can talk about that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yesterday on the Joe, Joe McGranahan actually rather... uh, um, presciently? Yes, thank you. That's You're the welcome. perfect word. <laughs> presciently said that it would be political suicide to nominate Doug Mastriano, even though he's the leader right now, and his lead is getting bigger. And I can see why he has broad support in the primary when you have a dozen candidates lined up, because he's the most MAGA, ultra-MAGA of all of them. He's the most... Uh, um, wh- wh- Isn't it interesting that what's, what's the, the Democrats word? have managed to turn the phrase, make America great again, into some terrible it's thing? Right. Well, I think I think your president did that. That should be Make America Lesser Again. <laughs> and they're doing a splendid job. <laughs> All right. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't agree more. All right. So, uh, but uh, anyway, so Doug Mastriano is uh, very uh, buffoon-like and, and vitriolic no, at no, times. No, no, no. I don't and he's think made he's a like, lot of I don't think he's like that, that at all. Not like strange. that at all. Okay. How is he? Describe him. I think he is an ultra-conservative. He's obviously an ex-military man who, a uh, colonel who's, you know, used to having his own way, I think, and you used to giving orders and telling people where the uh, bear defecated in the buckwheat, as a friend of mine used to say, although he didn't use that word. You know, he, he's a tough guy, I think, and I think he would be probably a good governor. But his tie-in with Trump and, and these QAnon conspiracies and the election fraud, if he were just running as a straight-up conservative, I think he'd be an outstanding candidate. But he's got so much baggage behind him. I mean, he really, needs, he really needs a semi to haul it all. Okay. All right, so that sounds fine. I, I like buffoon and vitriolic and uh, ultra MAGA, but uh, you, <laughs> you make you the do. choice. <laughs> so, for, so somewhere in between probably lies the actual definition. Uh, and uh, strange enough, anyway, so as I was trying to say, and I uh, got myself interrupted here by myself, um, the uh, after Joe said that it would be political suicide to nominate him, three major news outlets did argue, ar- articles about that. AP, uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, and what, what was who did the other one? I forget. I have it right in front of me. 
Uh, oh, Trib Live, which I'm not sure where it emanated it's a Pittsburgh from. Pittsburgh Tribune. Uh, well, it could be them, but they also share a lot of stuff without attribution, so it might not have been theirs originally. But in any event, um, so yeah, three fascinating articles about this, and one even calls attention. This is, I believe, the AP one. If I can uh, hunt that up. Sorry about this. I tried to get organized here, but Joe shuffled my papers. I to didn't touch me. your papers. Didn't, did, uh, didn't, devil did. It might end. Well, anyway. While you're searching, maybe uh, Kevin can play the teddy bear's picnic oh, for us okay. again. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, this is from the Philadelphia Inquirer. It says, Pennsylvania Republican insiders are making a last-ditch effort to rally behind a single candidate in the gubernatorial primary and defeat the front-runner, Doug Mastriano. Uh, Republican leaders are trying to corral Mastriano's four leading rivals to urge all but one of them to drop out and endorse the others with best poll numbers. One version calls for rallying behind former U.S. Congressman Lou Barletta. And you had mentioned he's pretty electable in your view. I think he is, and he's okay. got name recognition around the state from his Senate run, so right. people know who he is. It's hard to believe you're turning to Lou Barletta to be the reasonable candidate, but he's, <laughs> I, could, I agree he certainly could uh, portray that in the fall. Anyway, uh, he was well-liked by President Donald Trump. He is an ultra-MAGA, and he's no, pulling... I don't think he's an ultra-MAGA. He may be a MAGA. No, but he's I just regular he... MAGA. Yeah, you know, you don't want to be ultra-MAGA. MAGA's fine. That's still make him America great. Isn't it, wouldn't it be good to be an ultra-MAGA? No, mean, no. It's no, 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 but think about it. Think about the term. It, it's an acronym for Make America. America Great Again. Wouldn't it be good to be an ultra-Make America Great Again it person? Would. It's better than being a MAWA, which would be a Democrat's Make America Weak Again. When, when, when the president said that, I thought, that, I never that's heard actually, the MAWA. That's actually not a good now. idea. Well, Kevin, it would on face value, that would be true. But the trouble is, is that ultra-MAGA means vitriolic and buffoon-like. And so <laughs> one-third of Pennsylvania voters say they will not vote against no, anybody no, who's no, ultra-MAGA. no, no. No, not, I'm sorry, it's true. Anyway, buffoon like I, I, your use of the word buffoon. It's a long shot. Anyway, so uh, Inquirer goes on to say it's a long shot ploy a week before the primary that many Republicans believe is likely to fail uh, in the fall. He's likely to well, fail. I do agree with them in the concept that having candidates hanging in there in the Republican field with three, two, one, and five percent right. support is ridiculous. Well, if remember Corman tried to drop out and he was told to stay in because they By didn't Glenn want Glenn Thompson. What is Glenn? Thompson, the kingmaker oh, here in the no. Pennsylvania? Oh, no. Au contraire. It was President Trump himself who encouraged him to stay in so that the I current standings would stay. No. Well, he may have also, but uh, President Trump weighed in on that. And the goal was to keep the standings where they are because they knew Barletta and um, um, Mastriano? Mastriano were at the top of the heap, and they wanted to keep <laughs> them there. They were afraid that Corman's voters would support somebody else who would start to inch up, like a Nietzsche Zama or somebody else. Tom, Buffoon. you're going to be the first caller. Go right ahead. Am I on? Yep, go ahead. You're on the well, radio. Yeah, uh, you guys are making fun of uh, Biden. You know when uh, when uh, Trump was at J this J T J D Vance's uh, what do we want to call it? I don't know. A rally out in Ohio. Yeah. He got mixed, he got all mixed up, and he called the he called the guy J T. Whatever the other guy's name was running, J.T. Wahlberg or something, <laughs> he said he was endor- he was said he was endorsing J.T. Wahlberg or something. I don't know what the guy's name was, but right. that's what he said. He was endorsing J.T. Wahlberg. Who was that? President Trump did that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he messed up. So he messes up a lot. So you guys want to make fun of Biden? Go ahead. But. <laughs> 
The guy mm-hmm. you're supporting is just as bad, if not worse. Not really. Probably worse. No. Who are we supporting? Well, you're you're all the time backing up Trump. Joe is. Joe oh, yeah, Joe Trump. might. Trump. I don't. Joe's a Trump lover. <laughs> I, 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 Trump lover. <laughs> Better than being a Mawa. This uh, MAGA. Ultra MAGA. When was America great before that it was made great again? What what at what particular year was that when it was great? The nineteen eighties with that Ronald Reagan. It great again. The nineteen eighties with Ronald Reagan as our president. Land of opportunity. Oh, is that what you think, huh? That's what yeah, I know. That really I think great. that was really great back then. That was when he tripled the national debt and the Marine barracks. Well, got, okay, so let's say Marine how about Marine barracks got rat, 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 rammed and there was. Uh, Two hundred eighty-seven Marines killed, and how that's about, when he. Uh, how about Jack Kennedy? He got rid of all the uh, all the laws and everything that that, that brought about uh, Fox News and what? all this other garbage. So <laughs> got rid of all really the laws. Wow. wow. How about the Kennedy administration? Let's see. He got us into Vietnam. Johnson. Well, I don't know. I'm asking you. I'm asking <laughs> I told you. you. I, I gave America you. Great again. All right. Well, this a, is not going to go anywhere. Who, who ended the Cold War? Who ended the Cold War? Who ended the Cold War? Who got the Berlin Wall torn down? Ronald Reagan. And he, caused, and he caused all kind of other problems. No, he didn't. He solved problems. Yes, he did. Wouldn't you, you say any of the Cold War? Uh, laws. I can't think what of laws? Antitrust laws. He didn't do it. Congress did it. He, he could well, propose something. He, well, he wanted to do it. It was his idea. All right, he was let's a talk terrible to... president, <laughs> and that's just the way it was. That's the way it is. Yeah, but well, we cannot hear it. Blasphemy. Blasphemy, I say. America made it great again was we're making it great from. I don't know. I'm baffled. Well, how about Woodrow Wilson? He was a nice, good, democratic racist. Well, I don't know. You like I was, him? I was, wasn't alive when Woodrow Wilson was president, and I'm not a history buff. Well, didn't Ronald Reagan have like one of the most, the, the biggest landslide ever in U.S. history in terms of well, was, winning? I don't think it was the biggest, but it was pretty close. Okay, he won forty nine. Was it forty nine out of fifty states that, against yep. Mondale? Yep, that sounds about right. The only yeah. state he lost was Mondale's home of Minnesota. <laughs> and he almost lost that, right? All right. Oh, but Walter Mondale would have been a wonderful president. He would have real been. He would have started the Mawa movement. You know, mm-hmm. of the top ten, C-SPAN scored the top ten best presidents of all time. Abraham Lincoln is one. Washington is two. FDR is three. Teddy Roosevelt's four. Okay. Eisenhower's five. Truman six. Jefferson seventh. Then Kennedy, Reagan, and Obama round out the top five, uh, no, top ten. That's not, ridiculous. Not number ten. <laughs> Obama doesn't belong in that list. Reagan belongs in the top ten, and so does Kennedy, but Obama shouldn't even be on the list. Obama. Johnson actually is in at 11. Johnson actually should be, I would think, number ten. Yeah, that that's more appropriate. You can argue that. All right, Tom, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, uh, you know, as far as this inflation goes, you know, the oil and gas companies have made record, record profits. And they even caught two guys. I don't know if you've seen this or not or heard it. They caught two guys. They got a guy from Tyson, and they got a guy from Hostess. They were bragging about how much money they made. And and, and uh, they got them on recording. Somebody recorded them on their phone. And they got them bragging about it, and then they said, well, we can just blame this on uh, inflation. That's a fact. They got them right on record. They got them right on record. All right, we got you. Okay. All right, thank you so, so much, you Tom. Know, when you want to cut down 
when you want to cut down Joe Biden, you better think about stuff like that because most of this is not his fault. Probably 90% of this is not his fault. Right. Oh, of course not. No. Well, 90%. No Democrat ever did anything wrong, right, Tom? Well, at least you're giving I him 10%. About, I think maybe you're... about 10% of it's his. Okay. Maybe 15. Okay. 85% of what he can't do nothing about it. <laughs> On that poll of but who are the best. You guys are going to blame him anyway because that's just the way it works. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, buddy. All right. All right. On that poll, who's the best president? Trump is 41. <laughs> I agree with who's last, Buchanan. Buchanan, okay. Well, yeah, me too, boy. But he was awful. He has one thing. Buchanan has one thing that sets him apart. He has the most magnificent outhouse I've ever seen. Oh, no kidding. He has, it's bricked. Opulent. It has multiple tiered seating. Oh, my for gosh, it was adults. a brick blank. Yeah, bl- a brick blank, <laughs> blank house. <That's> all right. <laughs> Literally. And <laughs> that's something. Who knew? And, and he's the only president from Pennsylvania. Right. Oh, wow. Super. Okay. Wow. And that, that, that's a no- notable. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Except for Joe Biden, we got two incompetents in the White House from Pennsylvania. Joe always says he's from Scranton. Ooh, well, he's really from Delaware, I think. He lives in Delaware. He wasn't born in Scranton, though, right? He's, he claims that's his hometown. I don't think he's... Does he say he was born in Scranton? I don't think he was born in Scranton. I don't know that he says it, but he says it's his hometown. All right. This is why we have a producer on the market sponsor <laughs> for the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Got a couple of emails pending. We can get to those as time goes on. We started out talking about presidents and that Doug Mastriano is not going to be the uh, a wise candidate for the Republicans uh, to choose. Uh, so uh, there's a couple of things afoot. One, there's it's the first time Republicans are really speaking openly about the fact that he's not the ideal choice to try to beat Josh Shapiro. I still think Josh Shapiro would win, but that's just me. Republicans don't necessarily believe me, and Lawrence's uh, predictions are called worthless for a reason. So we talked a little bit about that. Yeah, and Joe Biden was born in Scranton. That's what I was just about to say. Joe Biden oh, is, okay. was born in Scranton. So uh, that makes him the second incompetent Pennsylvania president. Uh, that's something. November 20th, 1942. Why, he's 10% competent. Come on. Oh, for two. Give him a break. <laughs> America starts here. Who would be a Pennsylvanian? And he doesn't even have a good brick outhouse. Who would be a Pennsylvanian who would be a good president? Bill Scranton would have been. Oh, my gosh. Tom Ridge would have been. Yep, Dick Thornburg. Dick Thornburg would have been. Mm-hmm. I think Bob Casey would have been a good president if he surrounded himself by good people. We do have one adopted native who was a president, Dwight Eisenhower, lived in Gettysburg. Oh, wow, super. That's right. You can go visit his house, correct? You can indeed. Have you been there? I have. Okay. What's there? His house. And, and a silo. And a silo. He's at a farm. Oh, it's a silo. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, they say we shouldn't stay in our silos anymore. So let's get out of this segment of the show. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, let's get your opinion about the Mastriano thing. Joe said it would be political suicide. I think he could win. There's so many ultra magas in Pennsylvania. They'd put him over the top no matter who ran against him. You're talking the primary, not the general. Uh, no, the general. 
general. 1-800. You just said you thought Shapiro would win the general. No, I don't think he would beat. I, I've always thought Mastriano has, has got the most glue on him, and he would win. Oh, okay. 1-800-7. No, I think people, I may have been talking about the fact that people predict Shapiro would win. I think almost everybody who is smarter than me says Shapiro would win in the fall if Mastriano is nominated. Except me. one 800 Call us immediately. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. <laughs> All right, mighty, we'll mighty outhouse. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. It's a sturdy block outhouse. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five. Well, if you ever go to Wheatland, you must see it. Six five. <laughs> uh, a brick blank house is a reference to what in modern day? Uh, a very well proportioned woman. Oh, 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 oh. she's built right, like that's a right, brick that's right. blank Where's house. My brain. I knew I've heard the phrase <laughs> more recently. Okay, I mean in recent years, we don't. It's not regularly used around here. <laughs> the Commodores immortalized it in that great song. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so they did. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Talking yeah. about Doug Mastriano, uh, Kevin. Did you say something? No, that no, was not I was. I started to say something. Okay, I, I think the, the Republican Party has a real chance here. You know, we have always won the governor's race after a two-term Democrat has finished their two terms. I saw that. And Pennsylvania traditionally has bounced back and forth between Republicans and Democrats. And I think it certainly would be a good idea for the Republicans to nominate someone who's a little more centrist. Than, uh, than Doug Mastriano is. Not that there's anything wrong with his brand of conservatism. It's just that I think the people of this state, uh, they overwhelmingly went, or they went for Trump in 2016. They went for Biden in 2020. No matter whether you think the election was stolen or not, it's pretty clear to me, at least, that Biden won the state. And I think that shows that, you know, the people like the policies of the president, but they couldn't stand the fighting and the name-calling and right. all the other terrible things that go along with it. To the extent that Mastriano echoes that, he is, I think, a distraction from the real conservative values that would make Pennsylvania and America great again. One of our listeners says you, we don't elect moderates, Bush won, and McCain, for example. Well, we Bush, elected Bush one. Well, yeah, but only once. one time. Well, <laughs> but you only, that was on Reagan's coattails by himself. That's a different story. Right, yeah, on his own record. That was the end of that. Well, I mean, what sunk him was, read my lips, no new taxes, and then he supported a Democratic tax bill. Mm, I don't think so. I just oh, think he yeah, was, that's what killed him. That's I, I what think what killed, killed him Bush. was that he was moderate, and then they had a great Democrat coming along, and so that's what helped. But well, I think the one, the flip, flip-flopping, I mean, Senator Casey's back must be awfully sore this morning from the giant flip-flop. I know that. Flexing. Oh my funny. gosh! Oh I no, mean, he's uh, Senator Casey's pro-life. 
Really? Yes. He's going to vote to support. Okay. So. How does he justify the fact he's going to vote to support? Well, because a everybody's abortion? making up this fact that uh, like Democrats want uh, unconditional abortions with no, you know, guardrails at all, no length of time waiting, you know, to a- any week, any time, all the way up to partial birth abortion, you know, which is false. And then uh, the Republicans are saying that, or I'm sorry, that's what Republicans say about Democrats that they want, you know, to have abortion on demand anytime through a pregnancy. That's pretty much what they're arguing No, for. no, no, they're not what arguing is the bill that, What is the bill they introduced in the state? I don't know the specifics of it. It is more it. like that. It's it is more, more like, like that. Well, time, but I think states place, can anywhere. enact curbs if they wish to, and that's well, that's what we're going to have anyway. States are going to send, you know, states But I mean, how can, how can Bob Casey, who is a Catholic and who has for years spoken in favor of pro-life, now say, because the winds have shifted, I, mean, I always thought Bob had more guts than that. I mean, I, I didn't like his policies. I like him personally, still do. But, you know, for honest to heavens, at least have some integrity. If you're opposed to it, be opposed to it. Is there no room in the Democratic Party for anybody who favors life over abortion? Well, I think he's... Is that the only way he can survive now? He's just gone with the wind. I mean, you know, wherever the the Democrats encourage him to Not go... Not gone with it yet. He's going with it. Oh, gone with the wind. That's true. He's going with the wind. All right. One of our listeners says, I heard today on CBS that a bill would force doctors to perform abortions if they wanted to or not. Uh, Pro-choice, but not pro-choice for the doctor. Well, they were supposedly going to consider an amendment to the bill that would allow Catholic hospitals to refuse to perform abortions. They would, Catholic hospitals mm-hmm. would be allowed not to do it. Are now, they I don't know whether that made it into the bill or not. Are they not already allowed to opt out? Well, yeah, now they are. Okay. But, you know, the question would become if they adopt a bill that says abortions are okay anytime, anyplace, anywhere. The Democrats are trying to codify the abortions. Right, yeah, but I, I doubt that the, the bill's worded like that. But anyway, I haven't read it yet, but uh, we'll see. It's, it comes so up for a vote So you admit you know nothing of the bill. But right, yeah, I have, I have only heard uh, that uh, Senator Casey's going to vote for it. Well, I hope he has a good chiropractor because he's going to need one. <laughs> That's what I said yesterday in the newsroom. I said, boy, he is flexible. Isn't that something? To be able to do those flips like that. Uh, Joe, you are... Uh, says, uh, Joe, you have to do a better job representing the Republican side. Please just don't downgrade any Republican that is running for any position. Think about the statement. The Democrats always stick together, but not us Republicans. And they know we have a weak spot. I guess I have to say our weak spot is Joe. Well, in all fairness to me, uh, the, our writer here is saying that, but I'm not one of the nine or 11 candidates with tiny poll numbers who are hanging on trying to get a Republican nomination instead of dropping out and endorsing someone who can win. But in any event, well, she says she respects... I think you and I on this show try to bring... We certainly represent Democrat versus Republican as part of the shtick, but we try to bring some common sense facts to the show, You know, and there are a lot of single-digit candidates on the Republican Republican side that shouldn't be there. And Doug Mastriano, again, I think he could get elected, but people who are 20 times smarter than me say no. It's well, not I didn't us. Say, I didn't say anything bad about him, except if, if you recall what I said was, <laughs> you called him a he buffoon. has a lot of baggage with him, pro-Trump right. baggage, QAnon baggage. I said that Everything. if he were just a regular conservative candidate with his background and his credentials, he would deserve to be the front runner and would probably uh, have my strong endorsement. Plus, he won't let certain reporters at his functions, his campaign activities. And his endorsed Democrat, his endorsed vice uh, lieutenant governor candidate had been accused of assaulting his wife, but oh, now that they him? dropped that charge, right? <laughs> 
So you know, I, I didn't mean, realize I, that was his. his that's pick. his endorsed candidate, right? <laughs> Figures. But well, anyhow, well, Sean Parnell was unavailable. <laughs> uh, she goes on to say, "But I respect your position on whoever you choose. But how if we? How about if we stay on the good side of these good people? We are trying hard to get their message across and let the voter find out the fake news about them." Well, we do analysis. This is full-blown analysis. We we talk about everything that we know yeah, if about. If we don't them. talk about something, then we have no show. <laughs> right. So, But I understand what you're saying, that you don't like to hear it. What, who was it? Was it Reagan that actually said you'd never speak ill of another Republican? Was that his axiom, or is that somebody else? Well, I don't know, but if you recall during the Republican debates, he was pretty strong. I paid for this microphone. Okay. <laughs> you don't remember that? Uh, no, I don't remember that one. I remember a lot of his, his uh, great quips at the microphone, though. Well, he owned it. Okay. <laughs> so, in any event, um, Mastriano, it says, leads in most polls by 8 to 10 points. Right. And that's among Republican. I gather that's among likely Republican yes. voters. Yep, that usually absolutely. is the way they do those polls. Well, that's what Franklin and Marshall and Trafalgar did, is likely Republican voters. Well, so what do they ask me? Are you likely to vote Republican? Well, I am a Republican. Are you likely to vote I think they have a list of people they go back to. I don't think they looking. I don't think they're looking for new random people. I think they have a jury of a thousand voters on the Republican side. And, and what th- makes them think that those people are uh, representative, truly representative of every other Republican? I think if they if you interview a thousand people and you only pick about eight or nine, you get a random sample. You you know to get, to gather their opinion well, using statistics, which you understand. The best poll of all is the election day results. <laughs> well, that's true. Okay, that always goes. All right. One of our listeners says, "Mark, Mark, Mark, Mark. You might want to change your opinion. Read the Democratic platform about abortion. It states up to the time of birth." Says one of our listeners, and. Tell me how to vote, Chuck. <laughs> Probably a reference to Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, I would think. All right. Well, thank I'm not you. telling you how to vote. You make up your own mind. That's what right, we do. But listen to our analysis. You'll learn something. You'll learn not to do what we do. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm sorry, I was reading uh, the uh, aptly named Women's Health Protection Act of 2022. You know, it's only about 150 words. There's nothing to it. It just says you can't restrict abortion. End of story. All right, so to be continued, we could read the whole bill on the air if we so chose. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Call us now if you have an opinion about our topic du jour. Of course, we've uh, talked about the Roe v. Wade uh, denouncing decision coming out of the U.S. Supreme Court. Our good guest yesterday, Cliff Reeder, says you won't find uh, any right to privacy within the uh, U.S. Constitution. Well, certainly not. I'm sure abortion wasn't in there, but right to privacy. Well, they always refer to it as constitutional right, our constitutional right to an abortion. Well, I think it is a constitutional right at the moment, but that's about to change. The uh, winds have shifted. A a MAGA majority is now on the U.S. Supreme Court. Remember the old... 
expression, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away? Mm-hmm. The judges in this case giveth, and now the judges may taketh away. Well, the proper thing to do is to codify whatever you want through Congress, vote on it, let everybody see where you stand. That's the way we should do things in this country. We should not be legislating from the bench. The original Supreme Court decision was legislating from the bench. All right. Uh, a lot of folks felt that way, but a lot of folks uh, enjoyed that opportunity. So, But that's about to be undone. On the Marcus... I don't know that the word enjoy should be tied to a thing like abortion. Okay, well, I'll change my... <laughs> I would if, if I were that's you. Okay, if that's okay with you. <laughs> that the, would be fine. I have my permission to do that. <laughs> On the Marcus, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have a couple of new emails and a text, so we'll read those shortly. Some very brief news headlines here. Fire heavily damaged a Montour County home Tuesday and injured a former county official. Tom Herman burned in the fire, taken to Lehigh Valley Hospital. He's a former Montour County commissioner's home. Trailer home was destroyed in that fire. Uh, defense lawyer for the mother of the late Arabella Parker didn't hold back with a criticism of the Northumberland County DA yesterday. Matt Catrillo was there. During day one of the Samantha Delcam trial, her lawyer, Michael O'Donnell, called the DA, quote, a politician looking for media attention, not justice for the child. During his opening statement, O'Donnell claimed the Commonwealth has already used Delcam's prior testimony four times, and the story has changed. O'Donnell said Delcam did try to stop her boyfriend, Jared Burgess of Treverton, from beating the child in 2019. O'Donnell also said the DA has already noted Delcam begged Burgess to call 911 multiple times, but that Burgess instead called his already convicted mother, Christy Willis. Burgess was convicted last November of third-degree murder of the child, both of which O'Donnell says came as a result of Delcam testifying against them both. O'Donnell also claimed Delcamp had no prior criminal record and also didn't have much support around her after being cut off by Burgess. In his opening statement, Tony Medalevich, as he's done in the previous two trials for the child, argued Delcamp waited 49 minutes before making any calls. Instead of eventually calling 911, the DA says Burgess's mom was called, all the while the child was, quote, flopping like a fish, having a seizure. The DA also accused Del Camp of lying to a Northumberland County children and youth caseworker at Geisinger. He says had she told the truth, the child could have been saved and may have even recovered. The DA also claims Del Camp knew of Burgess beating the child on four other occasions during the course of six to eight weeks. Del Camp is charged with criminal accomplice and criminal homicide, along with other charges, and testimony continues this week in Northumberland County Court. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. As we've discussed, a major shift in the Pennsylvania U.S. Democratic Senator from Pennsylvania, who's long described himself as pro life. U.S. Senator Bob Casey said in a statement Tuesday he'll vote yes to advance the debate in the Women's Health Protection Act. He also says he'll vote yes if it ever comes up for a final package in the future, passage in the future. The Women's Health Protection Act aims to codify Roe v. Wade, which is expected to be overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. 
Sports. I'll read the first paragraph of the three articles about Doug Mastriano and the uh, GOP suicide that uh, Joe describes coming up uh, with this first one from AP with six days until Pennsylvania's primary. Republicans are openly worrying that a leading candidate in the crowded GOP field of governor is unelectable in the fall general election and it will fumble away the opportunity for the party to take over the battleground state's executive suite. Doug Mastriano, 58, a state senator since 2019 and a retired U.S. Army colonel, is running to the right of the nine-person Republican field and against the party's establishment in a state roiled by former President Donald Trump's baseless conspiracy theories that Democrats stole the 2020 election there. Trib Live says, standing before a wall-sized American flag at an American Legion Hall here in northeastern Pennsylvania, David McCormick talked up his background in the Army, calling himself a happy warrior and ticked through the reasons he wants to be Pennsylvania's next U.S. Senator. Inflation, the border, and the humiliation of the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, What about election integrity? One woman interrupts. And CRT, says a man, uh, a GOP culture war hobgoblin, CRT, suddenly off-balance the Jerry McCormick stocky and thin, wavy black hair, says he'd support voter ID laws and is concerned parents aren't involved in school decisions, but he quickly turned back to the economy. Actually, that does not relate to Mastriano, as I said. It relates to the election. And finally, the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, Pennsylvania Republican insiders are making a last-ditch effort to rally behind a single candidate in the gubernatorial primary. Yeah, that's what we read on the air. Uh, many see Congressman Barletta as the go-to, but then Mastriano would have to endorse Barletta, and so would, uh, well, so would most of the other candidates who are involved. Barletta, Jay Corman, Bill McSwain, and Dave White would have to coalesce around one of them. I think Jake Corman would be a good person to do that. And finally, someone with a really generous heart and a big bank account uh, has taken the student loan repayment issue off the table for 100 graduates at a historically black college in Texas. The president of Willie College, or is it Wiley College? W-I-L-E-Y College? Wiley, yeah. Wiley, okay. Wiley College and Marshall told the class about the anonymous donor during their graduation ceremony said, incidentally, you are debt free. Where do you think he got that? Dave Ramsey, of course. Anyway, you do not owe the college a single penny. They say the balance owed to the college by the graduating class was about $300,000 paid by an anonymous donor. But that's the college. People get federal loans and private loans, so who knows what's going to happen to them. What was it yesterday I heard on Gordon Neal's show that somebody, some bidder, paid something like, I think it was $161 or $140 million for Andy Warhol's screen, silkscreen portrait of Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Now, <laughs> who has that kind of money? And if they do, why don't they do something better with it than that? A real art lover has that kind of money, apparently. Okay. All right. So, Joe, let me line these up for All you. All right. Here's my question of the day. At what price did you feel inflation when you bought gas for your vehicle, or have you felt it yet? And at what price will you not pay for a gallon of gas because you can't afford it? Thanks. Asking for a poor person. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It would have to be a lot more expensive than it is now. I don't waste gas, and I'm a high miler in my truck, and um, I use Giant for gas discounts. So, and Joe, well, Wise does the same thing. You're what a gallon off about a hundred miles a week or so for you. 
Well, a little more than that. Okay. Although we don't, we're not heavy drivers, but right. you know, we do have high consumption vehicles. Some might say okay. I have a six. My wife has a six. Okay. So, so referring to cylinders. Cylinders, yes. Okay. You know, we're not like you with a two-cylinder puttmobile. <laughs> I have an F one fifty with an EcoBoost V six. Well, I was trying to make you uh, try to boost your. <laughs> That's the one I'm in now. But I'll tell you what: when your lightning comes in, I said I need it for the first week. <laughs> And then one of our emailers says, your CBS News made me chuckle to myself. She said prices slowed down a bit, but they're still up. I'm giving her the Google eyes. There, <laughs> there it is. is. Fake, fake news. news. Well, well, who was that? What do we have I the other day? I think everybody's talking about that. Uh, prices, uh, <laughs> the steepest, steep portion of inflation climbs has tapered off. But eggs are still $19 a dozen. So <laughs> what, was, what was the good yeah. one that, um, uh, and I made that on this, I had on this program the other week when you were gone? Um, the facts may bear it out, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Carrie. Over. Carrie, yeah. God well, yeah, <laughs> and I, I think what she's trying to say is that, you know, public opinion and public sentiment is much different than the statistics. But, yeah, that's a sentence that made the highlight real. Uh, let's see. Lower right-hand corner, Joe. All right. Uh, I was undecided about governor governor's race, but if Libs and the media are against Mastriano, then he has my vote. Okay. And then I think Tom better go back to school for some math lessons. Biden's ignoring the problem at the border is his. Biden's Afghanistan pullout debacle was his. Biden's energy slap at oil, gas, and coal from day one is his. Biden's wait-and-see policy before sending support to Ukraine is his. Biden's policy for one million barrels of oil from the reserves instead of restarting encouragement for drilling to help the gas prices is his. Biden's policy of begging Arabs, Venezuela, and Iran for more oil is his, etc., etc., etc. That is a bunch more than 10 to 15 percent of Biden's responsibility for the mess our country's in. I agree. It's more like 65 to 80 percent. Uh, yeah, I think you're in the 80 zone, really. I mean, uh, you're almost two years into the presidency. Even if you've inherited, you know, a big fat dilemma, you should have had significant stops to fix it by now. Well, I think his friend Harvey, and I assume that was Harvey the Invisible Rabbit he was shaking hands with, <laughs> should give him some advice. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. Remember that movie? Great Jimmy Stewart movie. Uh, it was a play long before it was a movie. I saw the play. Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. How great. Another beautiful, sunshiny day. <clears throat> I wanted to say that I I really am tired of the uh, politicians in particular, policymakers as well, moving further and further into the language madness. I, I mean, if they can't seem to exaggerate enough. Now we have ultra MAGA people, and we have the accusing the um, Republicans of a platform that raises taxes on poor people and of uh, allowing abortions up until the moment of birth. Or actually, I have heard some of them say after birth, which at which point it's not an abortion. Then uh, that's no homicide, right? It's homicide, so, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just become ridiculous, and I, I as a listener, as a consumer, on somewhat reluctantly, of these messages, as soon as they leap into the netherworld, they lose me. I'm done. I'm not listening, whatever your message may be. They need to be more honest and circumspect and rational about the things they're saying instead of just outdoing each other on exaggerating beyond the pale. It's so pointless. Right. 
Oh, I agree. I think Joe agrees, too. That What we need is the vortex to stop removing the brain material of our elected people in Washington and Harrisburg. But guess what? <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, they just want to stick it to each other. That's why it's such a strange thing that Jake oh, Corman on the Crown Trail us. sounds like a reasonable candidate. They're all fighting for us, Mark. Every it, one of them is fighting for us. <laughs> right. And they're willing to oh, kill any yeah. Democrat that gets in the way. <laughs> well, their commercials say they're all fighting for us, so i, I got to believe them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. You know, they're like those uh, carny. I forget what they call the people... You know, with like the bearded woman and the a whatever pitch the man. carny a pitch people. Man. You know, you're talking about a pitch a man. Sideshow? No, a pitch yeah, man. Yeah, the sideshow carny oh. people who would just say the most ridiculous things yeah, in order to get you to spend your quarter to come and that's see a pitch man. Harry, 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 on the inside, twenty-five <laughs> beautiful ladies, watch them shimmy, watch them shake. <laughs> we have, go, we so have an honest politician. politician. <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, what bothers me perhaps the most about it is that behind all of that is the assumption that we're all a bunch of idiots, that we're going to buy this crap that they're peddling, that we're going to react, we're going to follow these exaggerations and these, you know, where is it going to lead? I, I, it's like they're outdoing each other in the uh, exaggerate, hyperbole is the word I think most of, for what they're going to say. And it just, it, then you say nothing. Please, just be silent. <laughs> because, you, you know, they're outdoing themselves to the and each other to the absurd, and they sound foolish. I don't know what people outside of our country think about some of the nonsense that's said in this country, but it really is beyond the pale. Well, I, I'm at, at a loss to understand what is wrong about wanting to make America great again. <laughs> I don't think what there's anything wrong. What could possibly be wrong? And yet, there's a segment of our population who gets enraged about that statement. I, I'm a mis- it's a mystery to me why that is. Well, I don't uh, think it's the message; vilified. it's the messenger in that particular case. I think if President Trump hadn't corralled that phrase, it would probably be a great catchphrase mm, well, to stick it was around. Called xenophobic, racist, white supremacist. Well, President well, they Trump, came up right? With it's this him. Thing, you know that uh, the, re- the Republicans have a proposal, a ten-point or eleven-point proposal, and it's going to raise taxes on people. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So I went to look it up. First of all, I didn't see anything in there about taxes. But you know where the tax increase comes from? I just love this. It encourages people to get a job. Well, when you have a job in this country, what happens? You have to pay taxes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so re- government so, revenues go up. Aha, right. so they're here's raising the taxes. Democrats wigging out that you'll pay taxes because you've worked instead of getting free stuff from the government. I mean, really, has the madness set in? Isn't it better to be an independent person to have the dignity, self-respect, the pride that comes from making your own money? And the think. other thing I wanted to say was this. The credit card companies are about to increase the fee they charge the business when you pay by a credit card. I don't know if you realize this. I didn't know it until about 15 years ago. They actually charge the business right. a fee, and it's a percentage of how much you spend. Say two Originally or three it was 1%. Now it's going up dramatically. And what happens then? Well, that raises the price of goods and services. So we pay cash. 
pay cash. One, it preserves your privacy, and two, it pushes back against these big banks that have put themselves between you and the merchant. Not pay really. Cash. Not really, Cindy, because the the price of the goods that you're buying are dictated by the fees they have to pay to the credit card company. So if you pay cash, you're subsidizing them. You're subsidizing the merchant. If enough of us pay cash, it, then the banks don't get the money. Okay. Oh, and the word you were looking for earlier, I remembered it was barker. Thank you, a barker. Oh, carnival barker, yes. I guess it's so out of date now. It's uh-huh. not, but thank it is. you, Joe. Yeah. It's kind of an out-of-date term. But don't they all sound like that? Yep. I yep. have a different word, which is probably not socially for appropriate. Me. My Harry, Harry, cast your vote for yes. good old Joe. He'll do everything right. you want done, give you everything for free. All right. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks for calling thank in. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, we, could, we could write an example of a Cindy ad. It says, hi, I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McCranahan is a reasonable candidate. He and I differ on some major issues. He he probably would like a slightly smaller government in Shemokin Dam, and I favor a slightly larger government in Shemokin Dam. But we both will fight to make sure that uh, we're making sure that we're fighting for you. We're fighting for you, right? right. No matter what. Yeah, but Joe is reasonable. He just disagrees on things. I'd like to make Shemokin Dam government bigger. Who's the third party candidate? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was yeah. supposed to be the inside my head voice. So my apologies. Yeah, you, your microphone well, my campaign was on. slogan was "Let's make Shemokin Dam great again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to put that in the hat. People stopped. I don't know what was wrong with that. <laughs> People thought you were swearing on your hat. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got a caller standing by, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Stand by. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Step right up and see the Snake Charmer, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Oh, I'm sorry, we're at Disney. We can't say that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A couple of things. One, tomorrow morning, no, check that, Friday morning at 8.30, Joanne Stair, the candidate in the 107th District, she's a Republican, is going to be on the show. She's been much talked about on the show, so she's agreed to be on the show. So she'll be here in person. I believe Ben Reikley is my co-host on Friday. So there's that. And the Sunbury Motor Company, it's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. I'll tell you why they really want you to buy your next vehicle there. 
They don't have it. You can't buy it now. It's not on the lot. But what they can do is get it faster. They have what are called allotments. So as vehicles are getting ready to start on the assembly lines in Dearborn and Detroit and everywhere else, what they do is they use their Sunbury Motor Company allotments. And they're a bigger company, volume dealer, so they have more of these allotments, whether you're talking Ford, Hyundai, or Kia. So when you're ready for your next vehicle, you'll get it sooner, faster, with the precise specifications. You know, a lot of car companies around here, I'm not naming any, but some of them come from an Asian company overseas. They're not doing allotments anymore. You get what you get. They roll the truck up. If you want that particular one, you can grab it. If you don't, too bad for you. But uh, Ford, Hyundai, Kia, still enjoy allotments. Picking a vehicle out before it's built to your precise specifications. Start that search. Call up Jason down at the Sunbury Motor Company in the sales department or Chris or Ernie or Austin over at the Kia dealership or Jeff Clock will hook you up over at the Hyundai dealership. Uh, SunburyMotors.com All right, Mike, thank you for waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. I can't remember whether we spoke yesterday or the day before and I mentioned Paul Begala his quote from uh, one of the late-night TV shows where he said, the Democrat Party used to be the party of the factory floor. Now they became the party of the faculty lounge. Did I mention that before? Nope. Don't recall it. Was, yeah. If you haven't seen that clip, it, it's pretty funny. The, the, the Democrats used to be, you know, like they were number one in my house when I grew up. We had a John F. Kennedy shrine at the top of the steps, and everybody was in a union. And... Uh, then that slowly changed over time. And it wasn't us, I don't think, that changed. But maybe it was. I don't know. That's not open for debate right now. But uh, related to that, yesterday I was listening to a college professor. He said he taught at Penn State, one of the local campuses. And his job was to teach media and to make children understand. We, we have a responsibility to teach our, our children to understand what these politicians are saying, what they're doing, use logic and understand the ramifications of what they <laughs> want to do. We have to warn blah, 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 them. On and on. Yeah, we but have to warn he de- them. He devolved. Go ahead. We have you're to warn to them. You don't teach them. You warn your kids about them. Yeah. No, no. He was, he, was, he was a public servant telling us the virtues of what he was doing. And then, he, then the, the butt came in. And he said, take for instance... <laughs> But don't say gay bill. And I'm thinking, I don't think there's a bill that's titled don't say gay. You know, he, he basically, he was talking about not being partisan. And right away, he devolved into don't say gay, uh, making a bill that, you know, has very good merits to it on many levels. Maybe some people don't agree with it, uh, and maybe it could be improved. But it's not titled the Don't Say Gay Bill. And I, and I just found that interesting. Somebody that was on his high horse talking about what a public servant he was, serving the children and blah, blah, blah. And then he just does exactly what he preached against. And I, I just I wanted to point that out because yesterday, Joe Biden, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to what he said, but the Wall Street Journal, and I only read a synopsis of what they had to say about it, it was basically full of lies, full of misleading things, and, you know, it was divisive. Yeah, I have a two-minute clip of it, and we'll play it later. It, it, it's, beyond, it's beyond me, you know, that he, he, this money, this pandemic money, the billions of dollars that the blue state and blue city, or blue state governors are sitting on, they're starting to want to pass it out like candy before the elect, election. 
and everybody knew that pays attention any bit to politics knew this was coming. I mean, it was called pandemic relief. And, you know, the, basically the, the, the meat of the pandemic, the real hard part of the pandemic, has been over a long time, and that money should have been used for its intended purposes. Yet now we have all these town councils and public servants that are deciding where this money is going to go and how it's going to be used, and we have governors and politicians passing it out like candy before the election. I think the whole system is corrupt. That's my bottom line. Mm-hmm. Well, it's bred in circuses. Remember, we had a, a Northumberland County commissioner candidate come forward and say that, you know, don't be swayed by the Democratic uh, Northumberland County opportunity to enjoy bread in circuses. And he, I think it goes back to Roman times when the, uh, uh, Rome, uh, the Roman government would provide bread and some entertainment for people. You know, they may have been struggling in every other conceivable way, but if you went to the show, they'd give you some bread and you'd see a circus. So you'd, hooray, hooray, hooray. Right, you'd see a carnival bar. <laughs> So I think that, you know, that goes on. Well, we're definitely ill-served by our state and federal governments. There's no argument about that. I mean, look at the tremendous amount of waste that goes on. Well, the federal government especially, but the state too. Why is it that Pennsylvania is such an onerous state that we need the second biggest government in the country just to run things, you know, to handle, you know, department licensing of vehicles and regulation and so on? you got the second biggest government, second only to California, which has a huge land mass, much bigger than us, so maybe that attributes or accounts for theirs. So, and we, uh, you know, I make a joke about it that the vortex sucks out the brains of individuals in Washington and Harrisburg, but we see it over and over again, you know, and just in their words, this divisive rhetoric that they do back and forth, the flip-flopping, you know, look at uh, how Democrats and Republicans change their minds about the insurrection after it happened, you know, January. Bob Casey changing his mind about abortion. Right. So, yeah. So you think you're safe in Pennsylvania, where you're electing a pro-life Democrat to Washington, and then he goes down there, well. I am a pro-life Democrat, but I'm going to vote for abortion anyway, especially one like this bill that doesn't have any guardrails. You know, it's it's an open, uh, you know, sort of a blank sheet for abortion. Harry, get your abortions no holds barred. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up. And then the candidates. I I don't think it's a a blank sheet. I think it basically says that, doesn't it say the states are going to have a right to determine how they want to handle it in their own states? Uh, No. No, it doesn't. I'll read it. It's it's only 100 words. It says, This bill prohibits government restrictions on the provision of and access to abortion services. Specifically, governments may not prescribe certain drugs, offer abortion services via telemedicine, or immediately uh, provide abortion services when the provider determines a delay risks the patient's life. Furthermore, governments may not perform unnecessary medical procedures, provide medically inaccurate information, comply with uh, credentialing or other conditions that do not apply to providers whose services are medically comparable to abortions or carry-out services. Uh, but anyway, it goes on to say it just keeps government out of abortion altogether. Time frames, time frames, viability, rape or incest, none of that's in there. It's just uh, abortion should be permitted. End of story. Now, who, so that, whose bill is that now? Uh, that's the Democrat. That's the Women's Health Protection Act of 2022. Send me your email uh-huh. and I'll send you the link. Or send yeah, us the it, email. I mean, you know, basically it's like anything else. All the time, whenever government gets involved, they have concerns about the health and the safety and the psychological impacts and all these things. But that bill doesn't seem to have that. 
The bill also, yeah, the bill also prohibits other governmental measures that are similar to the bill's specified restrictions, or that otherwise single out or impede access to abortion, unless a government demonstrates that the measure specifically advances the safety of abortion services or the health of patients. So governments just can't put curbs on abortion. That's what it says. There's just yeah. no, you know, no time frames, no carve outs, no nothing. You can't restrict abortion. Well, that's hey, codifying it. Yeah. Go ahead. Now, Nothing about viability. I do viability. have a question for you guys. You guys are the experts. I'm a, you know, just a hanger-on here. Has Pennsylvania ever had a female senator? I don't, can you say female anyway? I don't oh, know. They make I a think we had somebody ran for it. What, what was her name? Um, she was a former Secretary of State in Pennsylvania. Ran for governor. I think ran for Senate. Genevieve Blatt ran for it. She never made it. Now, uh, Teresa Hines, when her husband uh, died in that uh, crash... Did she get appointed to be? I don't think so. That's when um, Bill Scranton stepped. Oh no, that was no. governor. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I think she was talked about for it, but I don't remember that she got it. Okay. So, has anybody been saying uh, Kathy Barnett would be the first female senator from Pennsylvania or the first black senator from Pennsylvania? Has anybody been talking about that? No, not really. They, you know, they, she's pretty down ballot in the conversation, really. Uh, not now she's not. Yeah, now she's I mean, what, fourth, right? Yeah, no, she's third. Uh, third, okay. What is it, like tw- uh, 22, 21, and 18 or 19 in there somewhere? Right. Now, that was a Fox poll that I saw last night. No, I think she's so. back in the conversation. I think that's been recognized. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but that I would mean, be hey, interesting. Well, she's a street-level woman, too. She's not a highfalutin, uh, uh, you know, Harrisburg type. The, the, the first black female, the first female, and the first regular person senator from Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah, good good yeah, way to put Teresa it. Teresa Hines did not get it, so okay. she was not okay. a senator. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that happened. So, yeah, no, hey, Kathy uh, Burnett has the, uh, the <coughs> runway clear to be the first female senator from Pennsylvania. The first woman, I guess, woman, that's more correct. I, what was I don't know. What are, are you allowed to say woman and female anymore? I don't know. On this show, you can. <laughs> we had a Supreme Court nominee who couldn't define what a woman was, so <laughs> chose not to. But uh, yeah, and who, who was the woman that ran against uh, Pat Toomey a couple of years ago? Uh, she's a Democrat was a DEP director in Pennsylvania, or DC, yeah, DEP, yeah, DEP director. I don't know. She was doing a super job, ran for senator, almost won, lost by just a few points. One of the many times Pat Toomey almost lost. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Hey, hey you guys take care. Have a good you one. Too. Yeah, Bye. thanks for calling in. Great conversation. 1-800-795-9565. we got one caller. Well, he's only going to get a minute. Oh, no, that's a new caller. All right, we'll take a quickie break. We'll be right back, but join us now. We're talking politics and the new abortion law that Senator Casey's going to vote for. Uh, that isn't a misstatement. It is an abortion law that President Casey, or Senator Casey's going to vote for. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. May is Maytag month, the hardest working month of the year, when you can save on hardworking Maytag performance. Like laundry pairs that make clothes think twice before getting dirty again. Refrigerators that make cold your new favorite flavor. And dishwashers that eat caked on oatmeal for breakfast. Don't wait. Put the hardest working month of the year to work for you and save big on Maytag appliances now through June 1st. Because May is Maytag month. Here's the deal. 
I've had constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating for years. I've tried a lot of laxatives and fiber supplements, but my symptoms keep coming back. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Uh, let's plan on having concessions over there. Mike is remodeling the old family drive-in movie theater. Go find Gab. Tell him the sound team is here. He'll need a new front-of-house cast and behind-the-scenes crew. Hey, can we talk staffing real quick? I'm thinking at least six per shift. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. LibertyMutual.com. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. A look back at the Sixers playoff game tonight, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070 WKOK. It's a flip-flop summer. It's a flip-flop summer. Okay, uh, dedicated Senator, to Senator Bob. Casey. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I got it. It took me a while. I'm like uh, flip flops, shoes, summer, sneakers, no. Skechers. Uh, oh, brother! <laughs> it's a flip. I am wasting my talents on you, Mark uh, Lawrence. Yes, Not on me. I got it, and All I appreciate right. it, Kevin. Lower right hand corner, Joe. Okay. The unknown Trump virus we have is new to everyone. Granted, starting with the Trump payment from government. We would be better off not having help from... I guess the government, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, 150 characters, folks. Uh, let's see. We're not describing our audience. It's the number of limits we can take on a text. Uh, Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Uh, good morning, guys. Did any, I don't know if anyone spoke. I just got on today uh, about Janet Yellen's comments about uh, the economic advantage of abortion. I heard a story about that, but I wasn't able to catch the complete story. What, yeah, what did I didn't you hear? hear it. It's just she it's... was testif- She's testifying before Congress or the Senate. I'm not sure which committee. And she stated that if abortion uh, is legal, it, it is economically advantageous, basically, to our society because it obviously, you know, to put it bluntly, eliminates a burden of, of, of paying for children who are unwanted. You know, caring for them, educating them. It, it was just. One of the most appalling and morbid statements I've ever heard from a government official. <laughs> I mean, it, it, in my, it, it was incredulous that she said that. But uh, 
you know, and I thought this morning, I said, you know, the women who are in particularly advocating for abortion, I wonder what choice they would make if there was a bill before Congress that said murderers, rapists, and, and child molesters will be executed, but abortion will be limited. Hmm. You know, you want to talk about an economic advantage, no jail time, you know, no, no appeals, no nothing, getting rid of what has proven to be an evil in our country, and then, you know, reducing crime and keeping babies alive. Interesting thought. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many would change their mind if they had that choice. Well, you know, I probably some people would would argue with you that oh, that's that's so off the wall that it can't even be considered. But it is an interesting point. You know, I don't know how many people would make what decision there. All right, this is from USA Today. Uh, so, of course, always consider the source. That's sound advice. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen weighed in on the abortion debate Tuesday, arguing that access to the procedure led to positive economic outcomes for women. "Quote: I believe that eliminating." the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects on the economy and would set women back decades. I think unquote. Kevin has the cut. I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation. It enabled uh, many women to finish school. That increased their earning potential. It allowed women to plan and balance their families and careers. And research also shows that it had a favorable impact on the well-being and earnings um, of of children. Children who weren't aborted, of right, course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, what's wrong with that, Tom? It's probably true. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it might be morbid to you, but... What I, is wrong with it? Yeah, well, I Come think... On. <laughs> you're putting a price tag on, you know, an unborn life and saying, all right, you know, you're, you're not worth, the, you know, the one, the, the maybe a half million dollars it takes to support you. Well, that's not uh, what she's but, saying. But, she's but saying a murderer for... or a rapist, you know, is worth giving, you know, Three hots and a cot and education <laughs> and rehabilitation and everything else. Well, then, I th- if, if that's what you hear, I think, you know, that's another example of our biases uh, changing what you hear. I hear her talking about the fact that if a woman so chooses to have an abortion and to not have an additional child or a first child or whatever, that it does keep the economic opportunities for that woman stationary and she can go on to become and do whatever she wishes and her family expenses don't go up. It doesn't have anything to do with the life of the child. It's just based, yes, it does. It's based it, on it, the woman. She, it's saying... Get an abortion, and it's advantageous to you. Right. Oh, that is true. That you're you're going to do better if you have an abortion. Well, for some yeah, women, I mean, not so, for all women. So you are telling the child, you know, the life, you know, where you want to call it. To me, it's a life. Oh, that okay. Well, see, that's the key. Gotcha. You know, that the woman's, everything, everything else is worth it but you. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. And we, right. We and spend that's, money that's, in this country yeah. on drab. I mean, you look at the budget and what they're spending on roads to nowhere and garbage and, and, and lining people's pockets and, you know, Obama with his Salerno, all that stuff, a ready, you know, road-ready <laughs> okay. project. Well, we, we've spent so, so much we'll, time we'll to, we spent so much time talking about boosting the economy. Maybe that should be another measure of the economic index, abortions producing economic, positive <laughs> economic results. <laughs> sure. 
All right, we yeah, got you. Thank you, sir. Six million abortions but last year. Give a woman year. a choice who was raped. I'll bet you most of them would say, "Kill the rapist, leave my baby live." All right. I agree with you. I think that's probably what would happen. <laughs> yep, it would. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. Yes, this is about 2,000 mules again, I believe. It said, missed the discussion yesterday. Would it be fair to assume that neither of you have seen it? Yeah, it would be fair to assume that. Would it also be fair to assume the reason you haven't brought it up for opinion is based on popular progressive media poo-pooing it as total conspiracy? No, I think it would be fair <laughs> to assume that we didn't bring it up for discussion because we're not familiar with it. Right. But uh, two people have brought it up, and the past, and we talked about it, and then somebody sent a letter. Uh, nope, not this one. Do, 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 do. There There's we go. Mules. Uh, sorry for the length. Everyone should see the documentary, 2,000 Mules. Anyone who watches the documentary will uh, stop saying things like, oh, there was fraud, but not enough to change the election. The researchers accumulated and sifted through an incredible amount of data, millions of minutes of video correlated with billions of cell phone ping data. They were very careful to account for every circumstance possible and excessively analytical and careful in their criteria and deductions. In other words, they set a very high bar to qualify subjects uh, as, as a, a mule. mule. Right, okay, the word as is missing. I think they determined a subject had to be visited 50 or more drop boxes during the couple weeks leading up to the election. They restricted their research to five pivotal voting districts, including Philadelphia, and when there was no camera to verify the cell phone visit to that location, they didn't count it. Even with that, they still came up with over 2,000 people who were caught on camera repeatedly stuffing ballots, more often between 1 and 3 in the morning. The mule was often take a picture of the box, and when they were done, which is assumed to prove that they were probably to get paid, which is illegal in every state. All of them were ad tracking, coming from a nonprofit organization of some sort before going to a drop box, presumably the place where they picked up the ballots. Social media and left-wing media sites are doing everything they can to stifle the promotion of this film. Before callers challenge the integrity or accuracy of the findings in the film, they have to see the movie first. And that's why we haven't commented on it. They have no credibility, as far as I'm concerned. If they criticize before they have watched it for themselves, like it or not, an honest person will conclude there is almost zero chance that what happened wasn't organized and didn't alter the outcome of the election. Says Craig, one of our leaders. Uh, We have an AP clipping. Uh, They go through the film, and they say it was... uh Mostly true, M-O-S-T-L-Y, true, okay? Uh, However, the claim that at least 2,000 mules were paid to illegally collect ballots and deliver them to drop boxes in key swing states ahead of the 2020 election, the fact is uh, true the vote didn't prove this. True the vote is probably something that's attributed in the film. They say true the vote didn't prove this. The finding is based on false assumptions about the precision of cell phone tracking data and the reasons that someone might drop off multiple ballots, according to experts. Uh, AP says, in Philadelphia alone, True the Vote identified 1,100 mules who illegally collected and dropped off ballots for money. The facts, no, it didn't. The group hasn't offered any evidence of any sort of paid ballot harvesting schemes in Philadelphia. True the Vote did not get surveillance footage of drop boxes in Philadelphia, so the group based this claim solely on cell phone location data, which is not precisely accurate. 
uh, claims. Some of the mules show true the vote identified in Georgia were also geolocated as violent Ant- Antifa. Or the, uh, here we go. True the vote identified in Georgia that they were also geolocated at violent Antifa riots in Atlanta in the summer of 2020, showing that they were also violent far-left actors. The fact. Setting aside the fact that the film doesn't prove these individuals were collecting ballots at all, it doesn't prove their political affiliations and cell phone tracking data is not precise. There's no indication. Yes, they may have been to Georgia, but there's no indication they participated in a riot also after not necessarily going to the ballot boxes. Anyway, the claim. Alleged ballot harvesters were captured on surveillance video wearing gloves because they didn't want to leave fingerprints. The facts. That's pure speculation. It ignores the fact that most of it was done in the winter where people often wear gloves. Claim. If it weren't for this ballot collection scheme, former President Donald Trump would have won. The facts. The alleged scheme has not been proven, nor do these researchers have any way of knowing whether any of the ballots that were collected contained any votes for Trump or Biden. Uh, that's it. That's AP fact checks. So. Well, AP is not. But they say there's some true things in there, so, you know, some of it is factual. So. AP, that stands for almost putrid. <laughs> okay, that's getting worse. <laughs> they used to be what you had a different one for them before. I did. All right, anyway. No, uh, upper right-hand corner and then hit right. delete. And Tommy Boy would be the first to complain when taxes go up to pay for those unwanted babies. Sad. Different Tom. Says. And then we have another one here. Uh, maybe I'm showing racial bias, but how many women are getting abortions that will be much further ahead in life than if they would have had the child? It would be interesting to have socioeconomic statistics on having those abortions. And that's possible. And please get out and vote. Even in the primaries, that's our only fight. I agree with that one. All right. And that's the last one. And then WRR says, once again, a bunch of old white guys arguing about abortion. If men would give birth, we wouldn't have no laws anywhere prohibiting <laughs> abortions. From an old white From guy. From an old white guy. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Albright was right. All right. 1-800-795-9565. speedy dialer will do it. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Got to get behind the one of our good listeners. Remember the old 40 acres and a mule? Yeah, yeah, that never came about either. One of our listeners says, uh, thanks for touching on 2,000 mules. However, the gloves spoken of were surgical gloves and were discarded on camera in many instances. Oh, I always wear surgical gloves in the winter to keep my <laughs> yeah, hands warm. That doesn't do anything. Unless you want to keep your hands bone dry, like you know your gloves are going to get wet. Uh, let's see. I don't even know Here's if surgical. You can probably get those cheap gloves that are uh, plastic. President Biden yesterday coined a new phrase, ultra Americans have a choice right now between two paths. 
reflecting two very different sets of values. My plan attacks inflation and grows the economy by lowering costs for working families, giving workers well-deserved raises, reducing the deficit by historic levels, and making big corporations and the very wealthiest Americans pay their fair share. The other path is the ultra-MAGA plan put forward by congressional Republicans to raise taxes on working families, lower the income of American workers, threaten sacred programs Americans count on like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, and give break after break to big corporations and billionaires. Just like they did the last time they were in power. All right, now come well, on. Now how, I know how, how many lies do we brown eyes? Right, honest to Pete, <laughs> right now, up to the top. <laughs> you, you had me. If you have the goals to lower inflation and bolster the economy and improve incomes and get more people to work, okay, that's that's fine, President Just Biden. Why I think he can't possibly be more out of touch. He manages yeah. to convince me he is. But to say that the ultra mega plan is to raise taxes and reduce people's incomes—that's I mean, not exactly who what does, Republicans. Well, as and Cindy what happened? What out, happened when Donald Trump was president? Wage just went up. Do they think we're stupid? I mean, yeah, they do. They, yeah, that's what Republicans are going to do. In order to get elected, we're going to raise taxes, lower people's income, and make sure that corporations have bigger handouts than they have now. Oh, and I loved his characterization of sacred, <laughs> sacred programs. programs. Well, right? that's true. Medicare is. I thought he right there he violated it. the separation of religion and state. <laughs> okay, so so much uh, sacristy you can't handle. Right. All right. Uh, that takes care of all our emails. And text. We'll see you tomorrow. And that takes care of the program. We'll probably have a CBS guest tomorrow We're talking hoping. about no. uh, President Biden and um, Supreme Court. So Something we'll, like that. We'll try to get a shoot for a CBS guest. Uh, we have Kendra Alker, CEO of Geisinger, coming in in person on the 31st. So we'll have her here in studio. And on Friday, we have uh, Joanne Stair, the 107th District candidate. So we got guests coming in. All right. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.